Hello and welcome to Fools Rush In, STFC Fan Chat, your weekly episode of, well, I'd like to say all things STFC, but we didn't have a game this weekend. So what could we possibly have to talk about? Um, plenty. I have a whole pad full of topics that you, that uh, all the listeners and viewers have sent in to us, plus a couple of my own. Let's say a quick hello to tonight's panel. Um, first of all, we have Ben. How are you, buddy? I'm good, oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, very well. Um, well fed and looking forward to the pod. Let's go. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but there, there seems to be some shenanigans going on in the background that I can't manage to keep up on because everyone's laughing. Uh, but uh, Warren, you're back. You're feeling better. Oh, it's good to be back, lads. Good to be back. Good to have you back. It, it seems it's, it's the month of returns at the moment. We had Joe on the weekend episode. Now you're back. Rich came back as well last time. It's, uh, it's good to see some familiar faces returning. Um, Woody back from his title winning tour of the Wiltshire district. How are you, mate? <laughs> yeah, not too bad. I'm not well fed, as the people in the chat have just seen. Um, <laughs> I had a Papa John's that arrived five minutes before we joined the call. So all I can do is smell it. So, um, <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to do a Christian and start eating my dinner whilst, uh, <laughs> whilst well, we're recording. A nice little plug last a couple of hours, there, mate. <laughs> Nice little plug. We're always looking for new sponsors. So if Papa John's are interested, uh, people might belittle you as a competition sponsor, but we'll take anybody at the moment. Yeah, but I love that competition, so I'm allowed to. <laughs> Luckily, Craig Ed here, because yeah. he'd, he'd have a lot to say on that. Um, Ned, hello. Fresh from um, all the work you did on the weekend's episode, the, the monster spreadsheet you put together. Uh, very well received it was. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks. Thank good. you very much. Good. No, no, you're wet, mate. Hard work deserves recognition. And we are joined by special guest, um, Rochdale fan Tom from All Dale, aren't we, podcast? How are you? Yeah, I uh, wish I could say I'm better, but, you know, Rochdale are pretty, pretty poor this season so far. But there you go. Well, pretty, pretty poor has been our speciality over the years. So uh, we certainly know where you're coming from with that one. But welcome. It's, it's good to have you with us. Yeah, well, thanks for having me on. Not at all. Um, we're going to do things in, in reverse order because we don't have a game to look back on from the weekend. Let's, let's instantly go into the game this weekend and Rochdale. Um, so, Tom, from your perspective, um, last time out, you guys suffered the same fate we did. We we lost to Crawley. You lost to Crawley. Um, and as you, you say in off air, you're just looking for this season to end at the moment. You're sitting 20th, I believe, in the league. Yeah, I mean, if I just to give you a quick recap on what's gone on over this over the the season for us, we um, we had a bit of a weird pre-season. Our manager, um, who would who, who was with us last season in League One, he'd started the pre-season with us and signed a few players down to contracts, and we thought, okay, right, we're building here. And then after that point, I think it was just uh, two days later after he'd signed one of uh, one of our main players onto a new deal, he he left. He just up sticks and left. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, we've had all this turmoil in the, with the club in the summer regarding the ownership. I believe you know Andy, Cur Andy Curran very well, Lee Curran. I can't, I'm getting the names mixed up here. I believe you chaps You were know probably him very right well. with the slight uh, mishap on the name there, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no, just no mishap there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so we've had all the the ownership issues over the summer. We were a bit unsure to what was going on. Um, and then we had a bit of a prolonged break between getting the manager in. So pre-season had started and we didn't really have a squad together or a mixed match of nothing. We had to wait to get a manager in to start recruiting. Then by the time Robbie Stockdale was appointed, uh, we only had two weeks before the season started. So it was a bit of a quick file and through type job. Um, and you know what? Despite all the... The, the you know the implications we had we started the season pretty well we looked quite good you know it was a, a good attacking intent of football uh, and it looked like it was going to go in the right direction we were uh, some good results early on in the season got a, a way win at Northampton and and Port Vale as well um, and we were looking at a decent side and then I think we played Burnley in the cup it was um, and then it's all just gone wrong from there really results have been too far inconsistent you know picking up odd, odd wins here and there we've got something ridiculous like 17 draws this season and a lot of them have been nil-nil balls um, our football's very very poor to watch it's it's just yeah there's not much going on yeah, obviously you touch on the crawler game on the weekend we, we we huffed and puffed and passed the ball around quite a bit but created nothing really no clear cut chances or anything uh, and it's just been the pattern of the season our manager's been back to probably one of the biggest budgets ever we've ever seen in a January transfer window and it's it's just not paying any any any, any reward at the minute uh, and it's led to quite a divide in the fan base to whether the manager should even be given next season, regardless of what's going on uh, behind closed doors with the club. So, yeah, not, not not the greatest of seasons so far for us. A lot of it, though, um, sounds very, very familiar to, to us, though, doesn't it, in terms of pre-season, manager, current, uh, disaster... <laughs> you know, all of these, yeah. all of these words just flow uh, nicely together. Um, I'll, I'll come back to you uh, in a second for me about what you think for the game. I, I can see Rich has managed to to join us now. How are you feeling this week? You feeling better, pal? Yeah, much better. Uh, tested negative on uh, Friday, so uh, yeah, I feel a lot, lot better. Uh, just getting the, the rebuild back in now. Because uh, tell you, it takes a lot out of you. Um, I didn't realise how bad the after effects were rather than the actual effects during it so um yeah it's just a rebuild now but hey no but yeah, feeling better well you're still young rich yeah <laughs> uh, yeah uh, that, that was you're still young and rich and it has to be said actually on that note um sending our best wishes to uh to one show who we have spoken to this week, and, and he's not uh, he's not feeling 100% at the minute, so just a quick shout-out to him. He does hope to change his nickname from one show to one show a season if he gets better in time. <laughs> um, Rich, we were just touching, or we were going to start talking about Rochdale um, and, and the game this weekend. Obviously, we've had the week off. Are you expecting the rest to have, to have done us good? I mean, hopefully so. Um, you know, I think the players should have had a nice rest. Um, I think the players that have obviously gone out on international duty, uh, they'll be able to keep their uh, match fitness, obviously. And, uh, you know, I think the week will, uh, weekend off will, will do us good. I think it has done previously this season uh, when we've had the weekend off or when we've had a, a long stretch of uh, time off. So, um, you know, um, but I think... Also, it's not only for the players, but I think it gives Garner enough time now because he's got these last eight games of the season 
uh, it's crucial times for us, you know, playoffs and all max are still within contention. Um, a lot of results went our way this weekend as well, which was good. And that was another good thing, I think, for Swindon fans was um, that we, we could sort of like relax, look, uh, sit back and uh, see how the competition up in the in the top seven, uh, top eight. Well, you could say the top nine because there's so many teams that are within uh, distance of that top seven so you know I think um, seeing teams slip up was uh, was ideal uh, Bristol Rovers being one of them seeing mm. as that they've been on an absolute uh, absolute tear away recently yeah absolutely since since they played us so you know I think uh, good to see them finally uh, be human sort of thing and um, <laughs> finally lose a game and you know let's uh, let's see let's see what we can do you know um I'd like to think that we'll have a strong side back out on on Saturday. Hopefully, a couple of players will have come back as well. Well, uh, let's let's stick with that with that theme, if I may, because mm-hmm. part of tonight's episode, I we posted out on social media asking people what would they like us to talk about, and and that's a lovely little segue because your new your new photo friend, uh, Mr. Ocus Road, sent one in asking how do <laughs> how does everyone think um, we're going to replace. McCurdy. So, Rich, I'll uh, I'll let you carry on on that front. Well, I think first things first is we don't actually know what the actual deal is with McCurdy. I think uh, we've got to stop jumping to conclusions. Uh, the fact that he is potentially out at the moment is still only a rumour unless somebody's got some solid evidence to actually reveal that he is out for the season. The club haven't announced it. Uh, Ghana obviously hasn't had the chance to announce it because uh, he hasn't had a press conference as yet. Well, you'll notice um, that Warren's been looking down the whole episode it's because he's currently performing surgery on him himself. There's <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but if, if, for instance, he is out, uh, he's obviously a very difficult player to replace. Uh, who we could replace him with, I think the most obvious one would probably be um, Harry Parsons, probably, uh, to give That's him a shout. The problem with Parsons is, is that he, he had a great loan spell at Chippenham, um, but he hasn't really sort of got back in to like the first team uh, with Swinney. He's been on the bench, he's had a couple of cameos coming on, uh, etc. But, you know, I think maybe potentially... Ghana's got to sort of adapt the style a bit now. So uh, maybe adapt the formation so that players link up. Um, some players coming back would be ideal. Obviously, Louis Barry, for example. Yep. Uh, I know he's... And I've had this conversation with a few people as well. Like, uh, And I feel as if that Barry's got a very similar style to Harry McCurdy. Um, and I think it was a shame, I think, his... Injury was obviously very untimely. Uh, it wasn't at a great point for him because he was just getting a stride at Swindon. He had that yeah. great game against Walsall. And, you know, I think, well, uh, but if he if he got, came back into the side and he was fit uh, for Saturday, for example, uh, again, there's not much transparency on these injuries. We don't know how long they're going to be. And actually, to be honest with you, I'm not actually too upset about that because... I don't want Ghana. To, I know Ghana doesn't really want to be making empty promises, saying that he's definitely going to be back this week. He's definitely going to be back this week because we all know injuries, they don't always go to plan So uh, and recovery. So I think it is, it, is a, uh, it is something for us to think about. But also, 
I think it's another thing that we've just got to wait and see, really. Yeah, and we also don't want to make Watchdale's job too easy for them, knowing our 11 days and days in advance. Um, <laughs> Ned, your thoughts on the game? Um, going into it confident or with, with suspected, rumoured injuries causing a bit of concern? Um, well, I don't think we've won at uh, Spotland since 1995, so I don't... <laughs> yeah, it's where I Rich don't... pipes up again with, I wasn't even born then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't... Not... <laughs> Well, it, Rich has also pipe up and say, I've got three zeros after that on my bank balance as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I, it's just one of those, what, you know, one of those games where, you know, like you go to Cheltenham away, you think, oh, we could have, we could have blooming 11 Louis Reeds and <laughs> we still wouldn't beat Cheltenham in a month of Sundays at their, at their gaff. Um, but, you know, it's, I, I I just genuinely um, I, I don't I haven't got massively positive feelings for this one. I, I think we're probably going to get a draw. Um, I think our you know we've somehow managed to swap around our home and away form. Um, I don't think we're as dominant as we previously was away from home. So um, and Harry McCurdy as well as potentially uh, such a massive loss as well. Um, and just with the you know. Who who should start in place of Harry? I don't. Th- I I I I would love for it to be you know. Um, uh, you know, it was it we just said. I can't even remember his name. He's that insignificant. Parsons. Parsons. Yeah, that's it. Parsons. Sorry. As much as I would love for it to be one of our youngsters coming through, I think it's going to be um, JML. Um, as much as I <laughs> absolutely <favorite>. hate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely hate. But the thing, you know, my, my feelings with JML, when when he was playing, when he played the first half the other day, um, who was that against? Uh, Oldham, that's right. He looked so much better in the first half than he's ever done, you know, playing in, um, as a substitute. So I would probably want him to start and then maybe swap him around at halftime with someone else. But, I mean, um, potentially, you know, Maybe even as as Rich said, maybe sort of have a little play around the formation. Maybe have a one up top, two behind or something. Um, I don't know. I, I'm really not sure how to how it's going to work. But um, yeah, I I I I, just, I don't think it's going to be a classic to watch. I don't think it's going to be <laughs> one of our great performances of the century. Um, uh, just quick question there for Josh. Um, How's Liam Kelly playing? What was he like? Is he any good? Oh, sorry, Tom. Tom, Tom are you asking me? <laughs> Tom, sorry, I thought was, it, uh, I can't call you Galaxy S twenty one. Sorry, why not? That's what my uh, sorry, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, mate. No, yeah, he's he was a steal of a player that we got in from obviously from Feyenoord, I believe. But I know he yeah. previously played for Reading. Um, yeah, he's a good he's a good passer with the ball. He's a good technician. He's a bit lightweight because of his because of his size. Um, he's probably not really shown his full potential yet because I don't think he's been surrounded with good enough players. He's a bit of a luxury player. Um, but when he's when we've been in the right frame of mind, he's looked good. Yeah, he was on the ground with us. He was on the ground Yeah, there's oh, absolutely oh, no yeah, doubt. Believe, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe so. Well, he's well, he scored at your place, didn't he? 
If you're going to put money on any first goal scorer, Liam Kelly is the one to go for. Well, I wouldn't Jesus even be too sure he started because he's, he's not, he's not the past few weeks. We've kind of opted for a bit more bite in the midfield, but that's not really changed anything anyway. But <laughs> okay. uh, Woody, let, let's get your take on it then. Oh, Roy did go on to offer his suggestion. So I'm interested in your view um, on the assumption that the players are fit and available. Um, he would go 4-4-2 um, and he's named his 11 as Jojo with Hunt, O'Brien, Conroy, Tomlinson, who I don't think is going to make it. Um, and then he's gone Egbo, Aguilar, Payne, Yandolo with Parsons and Davidson up front. I sort of like that one. Um, <laughs> um, I wouldn't change the formation, to be totally honest. I think change the player at this stage of the season. Um, I think it is Harry Parsons' time to shine. It's time. It should be his opportunity now, um, if McCurdy's out injured. Um, but I think this is the problem we still have with a lot of Swindon youngsters: is we don't. We seem to take so long to eventually give them time, and then and then what happens is they end up either really flopping, um, and we've just wasted you know five years of development on them. You know, like look how late we took before we started playing Yandelo. You know, and it's, um, you know, the only one that's really the times bode well for was Scotty Twine. Um, but there's so many players that we, you know, we should find out about them sooner. Um, I, I do agree with Ned. I think it's going to be Mitchell Lawson as much as it pains me to say it because I just, I don't have anything against the lad. He's just not good enough. Um, Mitch's reaction every time someone yeah. says his name is hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't, I don't have it because he's a trier. I'll give him that. He's a trier, but he's just, he's just not good enough. He's just not got the quality. Um, so I just think it's about time we stop giving Harry Parsons 10 minutes at the end of every game or sometimes less than that and start give giving him, him an hour or more. Yeah, give, yeah, give him a punt. Um, do you think he's the I, right position though for Parsons? Well, like, I, is, he, is he a winger for me? I like the way we're starting enough at the I, moment, we play two wingers and a striker, don't we? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Is, I, yeah, I, I could, I, if it was Davidson out injured. If it was Davidson out injured, I'd say, yeah, no problem. Chuck Parsons, he seems quite a, a physical lad, puts himself about. But for me, but when he, he can't start out wide. I, I don't see the benefit. But when he comes on, when he comes on, he very rarely goes in the striker role. No, he, 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 he hangs behind. He hangs yeah. behind. So I think that, you know, if we stick, if we did stick to the 4-3-3 and played him slightly more inside forwards, um, you know, so that he's cutting in, you know, play him on the left-hand side, it depends who we've got a fullback. Like, say, when Tomlinson back, this isn't an issue because we know Tomlinson will bomb on forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but again, Egbert... Like, I just think there's better inside forwards. I'd put Payne or Williams in there if you're putting going with yeah, Parsons. Yeah, I, yeah, for me, you I could would... do that. Yeah, you could do that. Um, it Again, it depends on what you've got behind them. Um, I, I'm trying to think of who we've, who we've got. That You know, Huntley's not going to get dropped, which I don't think he should anyway. Um, so... Then you got the left hand side. Do we put Egbo in there anyway, just to just to get some pace out there? Um, and then I don't really care about the centre backs, but the um, and then we can't defend anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, and then if we're looking at Reed, Johnny Williams potentially, and and Jack Payne as the midfield free. No Reed. Davis Davison head. No Reed. Back. Has he got one oh, more? But, has he got one more? Out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. This is like the longest suspension ever, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but that's what I mean. Like, with Reed out, is he strong enough? Probably not. So we should probably no. drop Payne back into midfield. So we 
then we we're kind of forced to play somebody who might not be like you say a naturally inside forward. I just I just think that no disrespect, um, Josh. I'm not joking, Tom. <laughs> yeah. um, no Galaxy. To, no, no disrespect to Rochdale, but I think this is a game where we need to try and see what Alice Parsons is about. Yeah. Um, you know, because Rochdale aren't completely safe yet. Although I think he will stay up. Um, Mainly because <laughs> the amount of really shit be Swindon managers yeah, yeah, yeah. other clubs. Yeah, you're the best. You're the best of the worst seven. Um, <laughs> but the, um, um, but yeah, no, no. In all, in all seriousness, I just think it's a. It, I I would just like to see him start. I just I just think we can't we can't stop holding back players. We can't judge players based on <laughs> ten minutes that they give us at an end of a game. Um, but yeah, and then you got the likes of Egbo in there as well. I'd like to see him starting some games now as well. Yeah. Um, because he always looks threatening. So. No. Um, without looking at the squad, I couldn't say whether what lineup I would put, but I definitely wouldn't change to four four two. Sorry, Opus Road, I can't, can't, can't bring myself to go into four four two. It's it's very valid, and and it's a game of opinions. Uh, Warren Ben, I'll come to you in a minute, but let, let's have a look from the other side then and bring Tom in. What what are you expecting from the game? Are you expecting a a free flowing Swindon to turn up and make it a horrible afternoon for you, or are you expecting to win one nil from a set piece? Well, definitely not set pieces. I don't think we've scored from a single set piece all season. The amount Yay! we've had. So. Finally, because <laughs> we're just defending them. You'll score a corner, mate. Honestly, hold on. You forget we're Swindon. You're just yeah. about to get rid of that <laughs> <Yeah>. record. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's a tough one. Obviously, I don't know if it's. I don't know if you knew. We we we're playing tomorrow as well. We've got a game yeah. at home tomorrow against Carlisle. So you might be a little bit more fresher for the game as well. Um. I don't really know. I, it's not, from our point of view, we, we've got this obsession with possession football and getting going nowhere with it. We just seem <laughs> to like to pass it round the back. Yeah, that one as well. <laughs> well, our, we play we play a five three two, and ultimately, our, yeah. at the start of the season, all of our play was reliant on both on both the wing backs getting forward, and because we're on such a bad run of form, they just don't get forward anymore. The midfield get absolutely bypassed. We we were playing a five foot nine striker as a target man up up, up, up top on his own, which was just absolutely bonkers. We signed some lad from Darlington who was meant to be like a rave kid and he's only just started being put in the team now um, so he's really quite raw and uncut um, we've got a few injuries to our main players I can't see it being a free-flowing game from Dale's point of view I'm not saying Swindon might come 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 along and really turn it on but the one saving grace I'd say we've had you know, despite how bad we are last week Mansfield was our first defeat at home since October there's been a lot a lot of draws in there mainly all draws not really any wins. I don't know. It's just tough to say. It's it's tough to say what day will turn up. I honestly do believe if we lose tomorrow night that our manager will be sacked. So you could be seeing a, an interim manager in place by by Saturday. I'm I'm, I'm that confident of the, the, the vibe around the ground and the and the club at the minute. Well, it's, if, uh, it's, uh, if common practice is anything to go by, then you'll be hiring a really shit ex Swindon one. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone else seems <laughs> to be Cooper's going free. No, sorry, it was just it is still related. Um, Ned, we didn't play Rochdale in 1995. Um, and we last beat them in 2015 at their place. I was gonna say Gladwin's Gladwin's got a hat trick. We beat them 4 2. I don't I, I, I was gonna yeah, say Gladwin yeah, Gladwin scored a hat trick, didn't he? Gladwin got a hat trick, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Sorry, Ned. I was looking at my phone. 
Um, clearly an absolute shit website. Would Woody uh, Woody has taken the Ned report and just gone? Shh, shh, shh. No, I, I was just really I was just really intrigued because I was like, surely it wasn't. It doesn't go that far back. Like, We've beaten so, everybody since then, haven't we? <laughs> so, sorry to carry on. Uh, yeah, just touching on it, like I think if if Swindon come with the, with a game plan of pressing us, I think we'll be absolutely done for because that's our absolute weakness. We, like I say, we're weak in the midfield. We've got a centre half that can't play with the ball at his feet. He's pretty good in the air, but he can't pass Indeed. the ball. But we like to play passing football, which is absolutely crazy. Um, and there's just there's, there's just a real discontent around the, the, the place at the minute. Um, I just feel like if if you come and get an early goal, I really think it could be. It could be embarrassing for us, but uh, I don't know. Let's wait and see. I, I never hold. I, I'll never. I'll never say never. We, we, if, if, I think if we are to get a result, it will be scraped, like a one nil or something. Because I'm still looking over my shoulder at Oldham, thinking, "Oh no, nine points behind us. If they show any form of consistency, they're going to catch us." Because we just haven't. We just can't win games of football. Thing is, though, if we play like we did against Crawley and just have shots straight at the goalkeeper, then yeah, you probably it probably will be just. Oh no! Don't worry, our keeper <laughs> drops drop, keeper drops balls in the air. He'll oh. let them under his arm. Still probably miss. We're still probably in <laughs> good with the crossbar. Honestly, if you if you get wait five to see minutes, go back. Tomorrow, right? <laughs> <laughs> five minutes, go back and watch the the highlights of the <laughs> Swindon game at Crawley. Just look at the amount of. Clear opportunities that we failed to we score. Twenty shots on goal. Scored one. Twenty shots. Twenty shots. Um, what concerns me um, with with Tom's sort of preview there, Ben, is that you're now going to be very overconfident. And last time you did this, I think the quotes were: "Crawley were a tin pot club, shit ground, and we're going to absolutely hammer them." Yeah, not going to say that. Have you learned your lesson? Yeah, well, washed up bits, importantly. No, I'm only joking. Oh. <laughs> that was a joke. That was a joke, Tom. I only did that and that set me up last tired. No, Can we it's... ban him? Can we ban him? I've had enough of these. No, it's... Uh... No, it's... Uh... Yeah, look, it's... um, we, we, We've got a few injury concerns. We don't really know what the squad's going to be. I think the good thing is Garner's had a full two weeks to work on a formation, and I don't think it's going to be four for three. He's got something in mind. He will change it about. I think he's got two weeks to work on it. You know who his squad's going to be as well. Um, there will be some players coming back, but we don't know who. He keeps that close to his chest, so he doesn't let anyone know about it. Um, so it's a little bit of the unknown. Um, there is con- obviously concerns of Rochdale when we're playing away from home. You know, they, they've got... I swear, Liam Kelly will get a game and he will play and he'll score. I just know he's going to score. He's former Oxford. He's been training with us all, all summer. He's blatantly going to get a goal. Um, so I've got, I, I'm confident we can get some sort of result. We have to win though. So I think chasing that win might result in it going badly for us. So, you know, you know, by being too cal- cal- cavalier, we could find ourselves too down in the first 20 minutes. Because um, we've not played in two weeks, so we've lost ground on the teams around us. We now find ourselves in ninth. We're still only a few points up automatically, <laughs> but we need to, you know, we need to step up because we've had that time off, and we we need to follow up. And this is one of the games we probably earmarked that if we're going to make the playoffs, if we're going to make autos, we have to win, and that puts undue pressure on us. And we've not played in a while, and we've got injuries, so we are susceptible to being counterpunched. And uh, last but certainly not least, Warren, what's your thoughts going into it? 
I'm with Ben. It's totally up in the air for me. I it, we don't know how we're going to line up. We don't know what system. I for us, Lance, moment, you're normally a lot more positive than this. I must I, say, I, this is like a real no, negative I, I, feel. Yeah, no, I'm going to win. We're going to win. Yeah, I, I didn't give a prediction. We're going to win. No, so no, I'm going to come around and get predictions. <laughs> but this is just generally like so. Tom sat there and and he's gone. Well, do you know what? Our keeper's shit. We can't defend. Our midfield doesn't play, and our strikers are awful. And that and, <laughs> and we've reacted by going, this is this is going to be tough. We don't know who's playing. What what formation? It's like we're all just sat here like yeah, we're we're all going to lose. Mm. Could happen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, well, carry on. No, I. I just do fear for us at the moment. I just, I, it, for me, it feels like we're just falling away. I, there's just not that consistency there in our performances at the moment as well, which is the massive thing because as much as the results help, when we're playing our good style of football, it 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 breeds confidence and then it brings the results with it. And for us at the moment, I just don't think we're there. I don't know if it's just started to catch up. We're getting all these niggly injuries now to big players. Every week we seem to be getting an injury that's to one of our big players. Um, and yeah, I do just fear for us at this moment. Um, but like you say, we've only got one Tuesday game now between now and the end of the season. So Ghana gets a full week with these players to get the injuries right, to, to get the team right and everything like that. It's a big eight games. For me, I think the automatic's gone now. I don't think I don't think we're there. Um, I think Forest Green are there. I think Exeter looks strong. And I think there's teams that are in better form than us at the moment that with eight games to go, I think we'll be fighting to get into the playoffs and we've got to get into good form to get into the playoffs. So, yeah, I, d- I don't know this weekend. Okay. We need to win for Rochdale at the moment. I personally don't see them going down. Um, no. I think it, it's a game for that. We should be more fired up than they should be. And we've got to put in a performance and we've got to win the game. Well, can, I, can, I just, can I just interrupt with a quick question? This is something that all Dale fans have been saying. Do you think League Two is poor League Two this, this year? Because mm, no. We, no. we as a fan base, we as a fan base all think it's a, it's a terrible league and that we're we're just really terrible. No, no. It depends on what depends on what sense you're mm. saying as in terrible, as in like, I mean, I'd say inconsistent. It's, it's quality. Oh, I don't know about that. I, don't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't agree. Can you I look at the teams, that, especially near the top. You've got <laughs> Bristol Rovers have got a good team on paper. Swindon have got an excellent side. You've got a lot of really, really, really good footballing sides. Might be towards the top of the table. The bottom half might be a different story. Um, but it's <laughs> <I think laughs> suddenly gone large and large. down the bottom. You know, we don't look that far. <laughs> no, down. I'm just saying it might be a different story. But the, I think that I think there's some good teams in this division this year. I, I think. I think there's, I think there's a certain there's a certain talent disparity in the sense of you look at how tight it is at the top, and and there's a there's a reason for that. And you look how close it is at the bottom as well, that there's a reason for that. But I, I don't necessarily think it's a I mean, as we say regular, I don't get to have as many games as I'd like to. But from the games I've watched, whether it's on iFollow or watch highlights back, or or I do manage to get to. I'd say it was a very poor league in terms of officiating. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. I think everyone could agree the officiating oh, is terrible. Oh, we had Trevor Kettle on Saturday. <laughs> One of the worst. The, the, the only reason I say what I say is because we've took points off most of the big teams. 
then they're the majority of our points. We beat Northampton home and away. We All right, Forest Green beat us both times, but they were both close games. I didn't really see much in it. And I think most of the fan base would agree on that. Uh, we beat Tranmere. Um, we've, we've got a point out of Mansfield. We've got a point out of yourselves. Um, this league for me is we, about consistency and who can put runs together. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we've struggled against the small teams. You take Forest Green and Exeter out the top two and you look in the rest of the playoffs at the moment, there's not really a team in there that play a decent style of football. That's, you yeah, look that's, at North, yeah, North, yeah, yeah. Northampton, rigid, you know what I mean? Difficult to beat. Port Vale the same. Newport go through spells of being a decent football inside and then playing direct football. Rovers are very... Barton's trying to install that, but it's always going to be a ferocious style with Barton. And then you've got Tramier under Mickey Mellon, who's exactly the same, that they're difficult to beat, hard-working team. So I can see the point with the quality of the league, as in if you were looking at it as in a footballing aspect. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of squads with experienced players that are, you know what I mean, that keep their sides at the top end of the league just by grit, yeah. gritty and gritting out results and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just interesting. It's interesting to see how different fan bases perceive it. I think with League Two as well, you know, season on season, each team that hasn't got a big budget, it's whoever spends their small amount of money the, the best, isn't it? Essentially, because yeah. I mean, everyone starts off with with the with a very average base, and then you know, you look at Accrington a few years ago, they didn't, they had a nothing team, you know, and then they. Brought in a couple of, of freebies and then boom, they're in League One. It's just like, wow, what, 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 yeah. what think, they were shocking the year before, and then all of a sudden, they, I they, think the they prime answer to your question is something we discussed what a week or two ago, ago now, guys, where we were sort of saying there were include we'd, we'd include ourselves in this. There are a number of teams currently in League Two who, without doing too much to their squad, could go into League One and do a reasonable job. Yeah. There's not a massive gap between League One and League Two. That there is in the very top of League One to the very bottom of League Two. Yeah, but yeah, the, yeah. the core of it, you could you could swap teams about and it would look very similar. That won't put us. I won't pause in there. I reckon if we went, we'd have got, <laughs> we'd got, we're finishing bottom with about eighteen points. Um, right. Let's let's get some predictions. I'll go as you appear in order on my screen. Then, so um, obviously. I, We've taken everything into account with Rochdale playing Tuesday as well. Ben, what will the score be on Saturday? I think Swindon will win late on 2-1. Late on. I think the two-week break will help us. And I think playing, you know, Rochdale played three times. And we haven't played at all in that time. So Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, I think uh, we'll knock on the door in the last 10, 15 minutes and eventually they'll crack. So 96th minute again. Jack Payne. <laughs> and also, thank you for clarifying what free means as well. I, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I give two predictions? Sure. One, as long as one, one of them's is a Swindon in, win. <laughs> <laughs> um, if our manager's still in place come Saturday, I'm going to go for a 2-0 Swindon win. If we've, got a new, if we've got a new interim in charge, I'm going to go for a, a one-all draw. Okay. Uh, Warren? Oh, God. Um, <laughs> I hate predicting because I'm garbage at it. Um, I just think we've got a bit more to play for. Um, that does concern me if you get a new manager because it, that, even if it's an interim, you get that bounce. You yeah. get the players that haven't been in the first 11 that are chomping at the bit because they've got a fresh chance. 
Um, yeah, that does concern me. So let's hope you get a result tomorrow and then it stays like that. Maybe a draw or something tomorrow. Um, yeah, I just think we've got more to play for. Um, and I just fancy, for us, the first goal is always key. 2-0 Swindon. Woody? Before I interrupt, so I can interrupt. And we always play against new managers. Warsaw, we had a new one, didn't we? Bradford, we had a new one. And Oldham, Sheridan was pretty new. So it's almost certain that Rochdale... Was he? Yeah, but we won't free been building up to Oldham for weeks. No, he'd been there for about four or five games, which is probably about three, That's not weeks, new, three and a half weeks. That's not <laughs> new. That's still honeymoon period. He's due to be there. sacked again soon. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Anyway, Woody? Um, I was on the same thinking as Tom. I think it really depends on whether they got a manager. So, But <clears throat> if they've got the same guy in, whatever his face is, Stockdale, um, we'll win 2-0. If they change manager, we're only win one nil. Yeah. <laughs> Ned. Well, I'd love to be as positive. Um, I th- I think we've got a we're gonna have a trash first first eleven um, against Rochdale. A a trash or a trashed yeah, trash. trash trash with without without. Surely Reed. that surely that's with ed on the end, yeah. No. Oh, oh my God! Really, Mister We've got nothing. Sorry, if, I, I, if, I'm so, <laughs> Ned, we are Ned, awful. Ned, We're awful. Come on, Ned. I'm going to interrupt you there, Ned. If you think that we have a trash eleven without McCurdy and Reed, we don't deserve to go up. All right, they they play trash without. Reed and McCurdy. Even even Tom's like, come Sorry. on, Ned. Even I know that's not true. <laughs> but, but you know, like Williams is rubbish without without Reed. This is the man who coined the phrase. This is the man who coined the phrase Johnny fucking Williams. Yeah, but without Reed, he's not Johnny fucking Williams. He's just Johnny. Oh, he's more Tom Daly. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree with Ned that I think we'll miss Reed more than McCurdy. I think Reed's a much bigger miss than McCurdy for me. I think yeah, McCurdy's yeah. replaceable, whereas Reed in that position, I don't think there's anyone at the moment that could do it like he no. does. No, exactly. I mean, Reed, he's, he's so solid, you know, stopping, you know, breaking up play for when they're attacking, you know, creating play when we're we're attacking. Um, and we just look a shell of a team without Reed, and no McCurdy as well, which means lack of goals. Um, I, on honest, I, it, it'll be a miracle if we get a, a draw. In my opinion, it would be a miracle. miracle if we get a miracle. draw. It, it would be a miracle because <laughs> it, 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 it would mean that we we're not going to score a goal with with JML up front or or um, Parsons up front. So, um, wow. you've clearly not seen our back line. <laughs> I mean, not seen, it, I mean, not seen Rich, 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 Rich <laughs> is like clawing away waiting to get involved. It's really crap. Then even JML sounds like he could put, actually know that. No, scrap that. Actually, <laughs> yeah, you know, Rich, you know. I mean, <laughs> oh, you look at that chance he missed. Yeah, oh. and I just thought of that to be honest with you, Ned, and then I thought, yeah, no, he's not going to have a better chance. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to create chances. We're not going to convert chances that we haven't created. The only, so, way, the only way JML is going to score again is if somebody smashes it against his backside. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say now, JML yeah. won't start another game. I think it, mine's made up with that miss. I think, I think, I think his days are done now. I think he'll be released, and I um, don't think he'll start. He's somebody that should have gone on loan to Chippenham. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, we shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. Because we should have, that's good for, that's, for some reason, that's although I can see what you're trying to say there, that just sounds really disrespectful to Chicken <laughs> the way you said that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but I mean, I, look what it did for Aguilar and look what it did for Parsons. You got it. Um, they obviously got game time. They both scored goals and stuff like that. It, there's no disrespect. Well, they're two, three divisions lower than us. So. There's no, it's not like there's disrespect. It's just that <laughs> no, no. I, I don't I, think JML's good enough for League Two. I, I fully, oh, I fully know what you intended, to, but it's just the way you said there's someone that should have gone on loan. <laughs> <And it's> like, <laughs> so given that Ned thinks it's going to be a miracle if we even get a draw, Rich, uh, what's your prediction, please? Um, like I say, I think I think uh, it all depends on because uh, a lot can change within five days. Like uh, like I say, it could be manager changes. Uh, we don't know who we've got available at the moment uh, in terms of players, in I terms of international duty, uh, in terms of injuries, etc. So, um, but I, I'd probably like I'd like to say that uh, we'll probably win two one. Um, I think it'd be another game where potentially we might go like one nil down or something like that. And then we'll have to come back again. Um, but yeah, no, I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to be um, optimistic and think two-one. I, I don't agree that because we haven't had as many games as what Rochdale have had in the last week that that's going to make much of a difference. In fact, that could also propel them uh, because they have had that game time. Mm-hmm. So um, to think that. Oh, because they've had a load of games. Oh, because um, they'll be tired and stuff like that. That's not the way it goes. Um, and in fact, I think a lot of players they'll they'll have played so many games during the season that their fitness would be well up, whether or not they play good football or not. We've been out. We've only been on the training pitch for the last week. So That's what does that mean? At least this match match experience match. <laughs> match time you know so yeah, absolutely. i think it'll, it'll all come down to it and i'm sure we'll find out more on friday um in garner's press conference but uh until then i think it's yeah, all up in the air oh and obviously rochdale's game tomorrow what whatever result that they get i'm sure i'm sure it'd be an interesting one well thank you very much gents very much appreciate it. tom i know you can't hang about for the the full episode so i did just want to ask you one other question if i can and and it links very much into what we do and, and stuff we say about other um, outlets. Um, you obviously run a, a podcast of your own. Yeah. Um, um, and it's something we're seeing a lot more of. We we see ourselves as very fortunate at Swindon. There are so many different fan-created outlets of various descriptions that, you know, there's a couple of podcasts, there's um, yeah. designated Twitter spaces, there's, 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 ver- there's various things go on. Uh, that we as a fan base are very lucky for. Um, and just in in speaking to you beforehand and and looking for for fans to come on to this, clearly you guys have have a very similar thing there as well where there's there's a few of you doing it. it do you believe fan based content is is the way forward? I think so. I think I think it helps to give a better, truer reflection of what people see and think. I mean, that was kind of the idea of why we set it up in the first place. Um, you know, it was in the middle of the pandemic, and you know, a bunch of us obviously hadn't, hadn't seen each other for God knows how long. Because I actually don't live in Rochdale myself personally anymore. Um, 
so it was just a, it was a good opportunity to vent and speak about the matches and do it in a constructed way. Um, and it's just great, yeah. I, I enjoy it. I really enjoy it. It's a really nice way just to talk things through um, and have a bit more con- constructed talk about it, but also be real with people. No, that's that's exactly how we feel. I mean, everything you just said there. We we started in the pandemic, mm. um, like like you. I I don't live in Swindon. It's a chance to talk to people about you know the the results, the performances, and 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 get a real feel because you you can read, you know, depending on where you are on the ladder, you can read newspapers and stuff. Yeah. But but to to hear guys who are and girls, of course, who are, who have actually been to to the games and can tell you exactly. And, and articulate it in a certain way, you, you really get a feel for it. So, so I, I agree. I think it's very important that it, there's as much fan-based content as there is um, standard media content, if you like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And so so how long have... So you said you started, was it at the beginning of the pandemic or halfway through? It was, it was kind of midway through the season. Uh, okay. As I said, we were, as we both know, we both had quite turgid seasons last year. Um and I think it got to a point of just turning into the new year and it was looking pretty bleak for us uh, at that point. And I think we just all decided, my, one of my friends, it was actually kind of really my friend that put, put the idea forward, one of my co-hosts, Travis, uh, and he said, oh, you know, we should we should really do a podcast. And I was like, well, okay, well, what do you think? And he's like, you know, I think we'd be really good at it, you know, just talking about football and giving our spin on it. And at first I was a bit apprehensive because there already is, there is, well, there is more now as well, but there already is a, a Rochdale podcast platform that's yeah. uh, doing doing their thing as well which is really good um but no i thought you know this is a good opportunity you know I, I, I'm, I'm all up for it and yeah we just went from there started recording got one of my other friends in on it and there's three of us that, that, that run it um mainly and we've just had a rotation of guests on over the past few months as we uh, the year or so that we've been doing it um yeah and it's been a really enjoyable experience Good. No, it's, it's it's great to hear other people doing it. So uh, so keep up the good work, and and by all means, you're more than welcome to to stay on with us as long as you as long as you'd like to. Um, we're going to move on now and look. We we didn't, as I've said, we didn't have a game this weekend. So let's have a, a look at some of the results that in games that were of, of note to us and how they affected uh, the table. Um, Bradford drawing with Newport. We've, we've said for the last couple of weeks, Bradford were going to be a, a team of a significant say in who makes the playoffs and gets autos of some of their performances. Um, I think, Ben, you already mentioned Carlisle beating Rovers. Yeah. Um, we had Colchester. Uh, Colchester got a very uh, late win at Tranmere as well. Um, Exeter winning at Stevenage. Oldham losing to Mansfield. That was late as well, from what I remember. Mm. Um, very late, that goal. And uh, Northampton winning at Hartlepool. So some results going our way, Ben, and, and some not so much. Yeah, that John Sheridan again conceding against uh, Mansfield. I hate him. <laughs> He's never doing us any favours. But no, um, yeah, no, that, there was a mixed bag, wasn't there, the results? Um, I think some were surprising. I wouldn't expect Rovers to lose in a million years um, to Carlisle. Um I think uh, I think overall it was pretty good. I think we slipped down to ninth, and in, that looks alarming in itself. Um, when you when you think Ooh, we're ninth now, but it's all it's still so tight. tight. It's so tight. You know, if we if we manage to pull off a win on Saturday, then we're right back in the middle of the mix again, and everything's looking rosy. Um, if we don't pull off a victory Saturday, and then everyone starts going, "Oh, we falling away," you know, if there's injuries and all that. But uh, so it's, it's the biggest game of the season, isn't it? Coming up, 
I mean, um, you, you, you say you seem to say that every week. It, this is the biggest game. Well, it is the at the moment. It's the running. Next game is the biggest game of the season, and it is when it's the running. The last ten games, right? Rochdale is the biggest game, but after that, we've got whoever we've got next. That will be huge, humongous. That big game at Newport, that's massive. But um, yeah, so it's it's the running now. It's every game matters big time. And um, and Rich, is, is that the best way to look at it? That, yes, certain results didn't go our way, but it certainly could have gone a lot worse. Yeah, I could have done. Uh, all the teams could have won. Simple as that. Uh, yeah. All the teams up there in the running could have could have won. Um, I think for us, I think, I think we've got to start concentrating on ourselves now. I think all well and good that teams are dropping. We've got a game in hand over there. Take advantage. Yeah, exactly. We've got a game in hand now over four or five of the teams. I'd, to be honest, though, a, a lot of the time, I'd actually prefer to have the game over the team that has a game in hand because... Yeah, points are always more important than games in hand. Exactly. And, you know, I think also, uh, it, although they could win, although that team behind us um, could win that game in hand... They could, you know, I, I would be more relaxed than us knowing that we've got those points already and that they've got to work hard now to get those points and win the game. And if they don't, then obviously they draw or lose the game and then that's an advantage to us. So I think any way we can get an advantage now, but we've just got to keep winning games. I mean, that is all we've got to do. The ball's in our court. It's ours to lose now. So uh, if we have lost players, then, you know adapt you know i know you haven't been graced with the best team in the world but you um this season but you or the biggest depth of team this season but you know you're you're the manager of the team you've got us this far right think of a way of trying to you know get us into either cemented into the uh, playoff positions or actually try and get us into the automatics at the end of the day, as simple as it is, you just got to win games, and especially now in this time of the season. And he's had that two weeks now to actually think, right, what's my plan now from here to the end of the season? This is where we're at. Teams have lost, but we got to concentrate on ourselves at the end of the day. And very, it's like, like I say, it's us, it's us to lose. I'm very intrigued by what is currently in the Wiltshire water because you've all gone a bit savage between Ned randomly declaring that our squad is shit to, to, to Rich saying, got a few injuries. Oh, well, adapt. <laughs> At the end of the day, though, you've got to, if you're a manager in just like a normal working job and stuff like that, and one of your people, uh, one of your... Um... When has anyone ever described football management as any normal job? It's not. But at the end of the day, management is the same in any role you do. Okay, and you've got to adapt things. And if you don't adapt um, to what you've got, then that's it. He's had two weeks. He's had two weeks knowing what he's got and to prepare. This is new season, eight game season. Go off, lads. Rest your muscles. Get into it. This is how we're going to work at work it. I'm so glad you guys are throwing in every cliche you can think of. It's 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 going to do us very well for one of the topics we've got coming up. Um, I think he can change his name now to Cliche Ben. Cliche hey, ben. exactly. We've got Premature Joe. We might have we might as well have Ben the Cliche. <laughs> um, 
Woody, Ned, Warren, anything else you want to add on the results in the weekend and our, and our position in the table before we move on to some of the more debatable topics? I think, I think the results have done us a favour um, in terms of not every, you know, like we say, every team could have won or every team could have lost, but it's just opened up how realistic and how close this league is. Um, we, we, if we win on Saturday and then beat Newport, we could be in the top four. You know, it's 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 one of those. You know, it's and I think I, I agree with Rich. <laughs> we do we do need to adapt because New. I, I I've just had a look at some of the injury injured players lists and things like that. Newport got five players out injured at the moment, like five key registered squad players out injured, and they're not. You know, they're not coming on to podcasts and saying we're missing one player, we're missing two players. We've we've said for a long time on this pod that we have a squad strong enough to go up. We've all said that. All of us on this pod have said we've got a strong enough. I stand squad by that. Um, and I still stand. And I stand by our best 11 is the best 11, probably the best 11 in this league. So we can't say that we're the only ones that are hampered by injuries because nope. like I say, Newport, Exeter have got a couple of injuries, you know, and, and things like that. We're not the only ones that are being hampered by these injuries. Um, so... Yeah, I agree with Rich. We just need to get on with it now. And I agree with Ben. We've had Ghana's had two nearly two weeks to work with them now. Um, Do you want to agree like, with I'd Ned like... as well for any for anything? I I, I agree with Ned that are uh, that we're we're. I also that. Well, no, I don't agree with Ned. No, I normally do agree with Ned on a lot of things, but um, yeah, Not I, today. Just, I just I just think this happens every season to every single club, like injuries start to happen we're in league two for a reason and that was a really interesting point earlier about the the quality of league two i think this is actually in terms of not necessarily the quality but this has been one of the best league two seasons in terms mm. of the, the unpredictability forest green are probably going to win it but it's not obvious yet um you know because they had that slip up um and uh, you know but i think what doesn't help that and we probably should have said it earlier is the quality of national league is so good now. It's so much better now, and the football's so much better because the, you know, the majority of teams are playing on three G pitches and things like that. Um, that it sometimes it does make some of the teams in League Two not look as strong. Um, but yeah, I've done. Are you I've done, are you linking that. towards discussing the the Wrexham game by any chance? The Wrexham game is that, is that, is that, that, <laughs> that the one that finished six five. Oh no no no! I wasn't even referencing that, but I just look at like some of like I follow quite a few of the non-league sides like Dorking and things like that, and I just look at how the football they play is so good, and it's probably helped by these three G pitches, and I think that has a hindrance on your Rochdale's and things like that who have kind of lingered in the lower tiers for a long time now, um, and you know it just it just makes a difference, doesn't it? You play that's why we play nice football because the county ground is a decent pitch. Um, yeah, so but I think we do need to kind of tear away from this. Our season's over because McCurdy's injured, or our season's over. Well, we think McCurdy's injured. I think mm. it's made it harder. Don't get me wrong, it's made it harder. But I, I still think we've got a strong enough squad to pull off the results we need. Yeah. I can't remember. I was, I think I was the most optimistic the other week when I, when we said out of the remaining games, I said that we would get nine, nine wins out of the remaining 12 or whatever it was. And I, I still stand by that now, even though we were shit against Crawley. <laughs> <laughs> If we just want to put an, an, an oh, I can't even say an analogy forward, I think Swinnertown has masterfully created a wonderful grandfather clock uh, in such a way that the all the cogs are the same size, 
Um, we've got 14 cogs. There's 12, 12 cogs are required. However, if we have one of any of those cogs go out of action, you know, one more than the, than the 11 or 12, then that's it. We are screwed because we, we've got nothing to replace them with. <laughs> This is so this, negative I tonight, Ned. I have absolutely no idea what the hell Ned is actually talking about. He just about. means to be taking pork it's, pieces it's, out it's, of the clock, it falls to shit. Yeah, exactly. It's a well oiled machine until you remove the cogs that don't work. And exactly. Sorry, yeah, old, old grandfather cogs and... weren't around when I was growing up. So, so <laughs> if you have a cog this size and you try and stick you know, this size Louis Reed and then you try and stick in this size JML. <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't can fit I, in can, and it doesn't do a good job i'm sorry to interrupt you can i just say one thing even though everyone says how bad we were against crawley without reed and crawley are a mid-table team we still created 20 clear-cut chances and and louis reed's not a striker so we you know we still created 20 so we can still create and mccurdy was playing that game as well mccurdy was playing but as we all said Crawley are dog shit. Absolute <laughs> dog shit. Each yeah. one of their players are dog shit. So, you know... But they're, they're still... They're still not, was it not Friday yeah. night like you were telling us we should sign two of them? Oh, no, that was Oldham players. <laughs> mostly Oldham There was one... There was one Nadasan. You know, Nadasan, he was... He's, he's full of industry, as I described. But, you know, maybe Ghana can teach him to do something with a ball. But, I mean, like... I, I don't know. I, I, I'm obviously feeling incredibly negative today, but, <laughs> but we I'm just look. So I'm guessing you didn't get a good Louis reception Reed. to Mother's Day, and then you're just taking it out on us, Ned. You know, <laughs> I, I, I scored big time on Mother's Day. I played a blinder. <laughs> so maybe I'm more deflated after the elation of Mother's Day. Um, uh, Warren, anything you want to throw in before we move on to some of the other topics? Yeah. Um, so for me, I just think that we've got, like Woody said, I think we have got the best 11 on paper, a best 11 playing football. But this league will not be the best team playing football wins this league because it's not that league. It's not that league inclined. It's someone rigid like a Northampton will go. You know what I mean? It's just we could, we, we play the best football. I agree. Totally agree. We're up there with the Forest Greens playing a decent style. <laughs> but we're just... There's something about us where I'm just thinking we're just going to play well, but just not get the results when we needed. And sometimes you just think I'd rather be that team. Like we said, we created really well on Saturday and stuff. At this time of the season, if we create two chances and score two, I'm more than happy with that. And we get the result because it's all about the points now. It doesn't matter Certainly how we do it. 20 and scoring one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and that's where I fear for us at the moment, because I think that's what it'll be. We'll turn up to games and we'll probably perform really well and take teams on and we'll be the better team. But the pressure will get to us where we think, well, we still need to be winning the games, even though we're playing well. <clears throat> and I just think that's where we could just slide under. I'm not being as negative as Ned, but <laughs> I, do, I do agree with his point that we miss a couple of key players and it hurts us more because mm. of our style of play. When you play that shit out style of football, you've got one just to jump in and replace that shit style of football. But for us, it's the difference and it makes it really tricky for us. Um, 
Yeah, I don't well, know. It's certainly, uh, it's certainly a fascinating discussion and one that's going to go on for a few weeks yet. And each result is going to change everyone's opinion. Hmm. We win and, and Ned might be lukewarm. We lose and fuck me, I'm not recording one next week. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Um, right, let's move on to, to some of the uh, other more debatable questions that I've got noted. And we're going to start by one that was sent in... Um, by actually I'm going to mix it around I want to start with the one that Daz sent in to us um, it's, it's one of these hypotheticals he's thrown a couple of these at us this season I know how much Woody loves a, a hypothetical um, so I will read this and, and it's a simple answer uh, you, you can keep it to one word if you like Ben um, th- this, this is the question um, Swindon draw Oxford in the first round of the watch the paint dry on a burnt pizza cup you get two tickets for it. Um, mm-hmm. Do you, A, take one of your fellow podcast panellists, and if so, who? Or B, give them away because you hate the competition. Um, Rich? What would it have to be me for? Um, <laughs> neither. <laughs> neither? You wouldn't take any of us. But you'd not, go anyway. You're, you're going and not taking us. I might take Woody because we go to the games anyway every now and then, so yeah, probably. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, probably the first one. So, so you're going with Woody, Ned? Um, yeah, I I'm denied over this for quite a considerable amount of time, actually. <laughs> um, I'm I had Ben on my list. I did have Warren on my list. Joe, Woody, and then they all disagreed with you. What do you mean? What do you mean? Did out me? Scribble it out. Like he's gone. Nah, maybe. Oh, no. <laughs> further and further down the list until you finally get to rich at least you've all made the list i've not even heard my fucking name yet um but like uh yeah i i thought you know if i'm gonna take anyone it's gonna have to be fifey because you put it all together he doesn't live locally so come on down let's have a hot tub let's go and watch football and have a few beers (laughs) nice you're so sounds like a plan. Day and everything like that. <laughs> Get the prosecco in. <laughs> Intertw- intertwine arms, drinking each other's prosecco. <laughs> Woody, um, it must be getting near annual appraisal, so I'll take you, Fifey. Um, <laughs> Rich will be going anyway, so I don't. I wouldn't worry about him. Um, I'd be going. I go. I try to. I go to those games anyway. So. Um, as you all know, I'm not against the competition. So, um, yeah. But And the Oxford game in, last time we played them was actually a decent game of football. Um, so when we beat them on pens and Will Henry saved the uh, saved the pen. So. Big three, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. One, two, three. Four. Warren? Oh, I'd give them away. Can't stand it. <laughs> Don't care. I respect the honesty. Yeah, probably get tonked by Oxford anyway. As horrible it is to say, um, you know what I mean. It is what it is. They're better than us at what the is moment. Going it on hurts. It hurts, to to say. Again. <laughs> it, it hurts it to say. I'd give it away to Fifey and Ned just because I want to see those intertwining arms with the <laughs> Um, Ben, I just say that Oxford United are a Tim Hawk club with three stands normally. <laughs> That means they're getting promoted to the championship then, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> but no, obviously, right. Oh, uh, Jack was sat behind me before he got sent upstairs to bed and said, you better take me. Better take me. <laughs> um, that wasn't an option. 
No, it was an option. So if Jack was late, or it'd be a weekday, so Jack would be at school, so he wouldn't be able to go anyway. Um, so, of course, but I couldn't, if I had to take anyone, it would be, because he never gets to go to a game, I would also take Pipey. Aww. And you all gone soppy on me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, uh, you know, it's it's only right I answer it. And and I can't take all of you, obviously, so I'd have to consider it. Ben would already have a ticket, no doubt. Woody would already have a ticket, no doubt. As would Ned, as would Rich. Um, So Mm. I'm thinking I'd take Craig. Just because he's not here. <laughs> he hates it. It's crazy. Yeah, and because he hates it, maybe I could change his mind. <laughs> I'm sure he'd love a ticket to Oxford. <laughs> Ipe, you know you said everyone's name then, and then I was like, it's going to be me. It's going to be me. <laughs> I, was wait- I was waiting for one show. He's going to completely miss off Wazza and just go straight for one show. <laughs> um, I've been away for a few weeks from flipping heck. <laughs> Well, the thing is, mate, I know you're so well connected that you'd probably end up in the sponsors' lounge for Wow. Well, yeah, would you? Not for that, too, wouldn't it? Not, not for that. Besides, <laughs> it probably would have been you had it not been for 30 seconds ago. You'd say, I'll get rid of the fuckers. I don't even like the competition. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's a fair point. Unfortunately, though, uh, all the hospitality was bought by Rich. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone is own because he doesn't like, he wouldn't like me, Passwood. <laughs> And his, and have his photo with the trophy. Look at it, there's no <laughs> denial. There's no denial there. He knows he can do it as well. No. God, I'd love to be a... I'd that's love to be that's a, his whole input. He's just unmuted himself to say no. and then. I'd love to be a thousand pound behind you in the bank, Rich. A thousand pound. I'd take a thousand pound behind you. <laughs> Um, so I've, I've been um, looking through a lot of different uh, social media posts and I'm not even going to deny it. Some of them I'm just kind of tweaking because I think they're interesting questions. Um, and there was one that I shared yesterday. Uh, so I have tweaked it um, and it was about which player in the squad do you think you have a different opinion to the majority of your fan base? Now, we all, it's very difficult to, to pick one maybe from the current squad because everyone knows who everyone thinks is good. Everyone knows who everything is less so is less good. And uh, there's not really an in-between. So I'm going to broaden that out and I'm going to say pick a player from your time supporting Swindon that your opinion differs from everyone else, whether it's someone that everyone rates as <coughs> epic and you thought was shit or someone that everyone thinks was shit and you thought was really good. Um, Ben. Oh, you start with me. <laughs> um, oh, behave. <laughs> do you know, the only one I can think of that I was saying was quite current at the moment is one of our current players, and that was Ben Gladwin. I actually, he gets a lot of stick, and he is, will be next season. I don't think Conor will be with us next season. He will be next season scapegoat. Um, people, whenever we lose and he plays, and we lose and we go in a bad run, he's going to get it. And you know he is, and I think he will. And I think he's actually quite a good player, and I think he offers quite a lot. I think he's got a good range of passing. I think his abilities are better than this division. And I think um, I think uh, playing at a high level suits him a little bit more. Um, I think he's got a, a talent and an ability to read the game more than your average League Two player. Um, he does get caught a little bit on the ball. Uh, he does need an extra touch when he lacks confidence. He is very much a confidence player and he also needs rhythm of the games. But when he's on it, I don't think many teams can touch him. 
Um, but yeah, uh, but a lot of people think, well, he's fucking shit, Ben Gladwin. So, <laughs> Ben Gladwin. Uh, next, I'm going to ask Ned. Well, I've only wrote one name down, um, so I'll have to go with him, I guess. Um, <laughs> so, I'm asking for one name, Ned. I'm not okay, asking for so, a squad of players. Kind of the aim uh, in the game, Ned. I know, but I, was, I, was, I wanted to try, because I didn't really like the first one I came up with. But uh, I just I was trying to think of someone that everyone thought was shit, but I thought was actually okay. <laughs> if that's okay with you, Fifey. No, that, um, that, that's exactly what I'm after. Oh, perfect. Okay, so um, I thought... Um, this player, I will re- reveal his name at the end and see if you can guess who it is. Oh, oh God. <laughs> it's not the keyhole, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> or so, the singer, um, the singer. <laughs> last season, last season, no one was particularly good last season, let's be honest with ourselves, but I thought this player stood out a little bit for me in the middle of the park. Um, he got released at the end of the season. Uh, to a, a fanfare from our fans because no one seemed to like him. But I thought... Brett Pittman. Brett Pittman! I thought, for us at least anyway, I, he didn't really play Missily. that well for Oldham the other day. But I thought Chris, Christopher Missaloo, I thought was yeah. um, alright. I thought he was half decent. I thought he was alright. Mm. I thought it was like a like a Wilkinson's Kante. <laughs> oh, that might be a step too far, but hey. But, <laughs> I don't oh, think you could you could be a step too far with Wil- Wilkinson's anything. But um, I I just thought in the middle of the park he went he wasn't particularly big he wasn't particularly tall didn't win anything in the air but I just thought you know he broke up played <laughs> well he yeah he tried really hard he tried really hard <laughs> that's it. Mm. He would have got a Clubman of the Year um, award if there was one. No, no I, I, I just thought, you know, he, he seemed to break up the play well. I think we played better with him I in the team than not him in the team. But I think that's I think who that, I would I agree, I agree. You know, I think as well, I think he was shadowed by Anthony Grant as well. I think everybody was kind of automatically comparing him to Anthony Grant and expecting him to be the same player. I think he was an okay player, just in a very... Is that a little bit in team. the same way that East is shadowed by everyone else in midfield, and like, everyone says, oh, he's no good by comparison, but that's because he's mm. a completely different player. Yeah. Woody's thinking, oh, shit, all I've done is slag him off the last three years. <laughs> <laughs> East, East, was gonna be my, East was going to be my player. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um... <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, go on then. Give us, give us the feedback on East now that I've ruined it for you. Um, well, no, I had a, I did have a couple. I was more thinking this season. Like, I can't think really back in terms of other seasons, really. But East for me, just because I seem to remember there seemed to be a little bit of hype about him when he was coming over, and I just, I just don't see it. I, I generally just don't see it when even when he's played ninety minutes or whatever. I just don't see it. Um, unfortunately it's just not for me and it's just um, but I know that there are people that do think he's all right and they might feel sorry for him because he's like you say he's probably overshadowed by Reed um, and things like that but unfortunately if you're not good enough mate you're not you know I'm not going to like you Um, and the other one there's there's Woody's savage tick for the night yeah the other one was was, yeah I'm going to have another one because I thought of it just as Ben said fucking Ben Gladwin like he is a 75-25 player, 25% of the game he'll do something good, 75% of the game he's just lazy. Um, so yeah, that that's that's my other 
other one that I was thinking of until Ben said it. <laughs> Warren? Um, going off like the last few seasons, all the seasons that he's been here, I think only just this season has he started getting the recognition he deserves, and it's Rob Hunt for me. I, I, I think since he's been at Swindon, I think he has been a solid... You will get a seven or eight out of ten from him every single week. No frills, no spills, does his job. You know what I mean? You ca- it can't be that exciting at wing-back, but I think he always gets forward. Defensively, I think he's very good. Just a solid player at this level. And I think a lot of people would be the first to go, oh, Hunt, yeah, if we had to pick someone to get out of the team or something, a lot of people would have gone, oh, Hunt. But this season, he's finally got a bit of recognition like he deserves. And being given the armband shows that how respected he is within the squad. And yeah, I think he's a well in, solid well player. I think I think he got recognition in the first season, just under the previous manager. I don't yeah. know if I've mentioned him before. Um, I, 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 didn't think, I, I didn't think he got the best out of him at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> Rich. Um, Actually, it's a player that's actually thriving now at a club in the championship. And I actually didn't think he was too bad for us. The only issue with him was that he was consistently offside. But apart from that, he scored goals for us and he was um, he made himself a nuisance in the box as uh, Elijah Adebayo. Yeah. Yeah, he got a lot so, of uh, a lot, a lot of players, every, Everybody right. hated him. And I, I actually thought uh, when he... <laughs> he hated him. Well, they, did, they, th- they thought it, they just thought he was rubbish. But obviously, he was very young when he was with us, and he did do. Although, I think it was all part of his. Um, obviously, it's all part of your learning, especially when he came to us when he was only nineteen. But yeah. the fact that he came in first couple of games, he actually scored goals as well. There was something in that player, and um, you know, I uh, I actually really rated him. Obviously, with any striker um, to judged on goals. Well, judged on goals, yeah, but uh, it's how you can improve. And you know, uh, one of his flaws, and Wellens was very vocal about it, was that he was very uh, offside a lot. Um, but you know, <laughs> a lot, a lot. <laughs> uh, but you know, I mean, those are things that you can work on. That might have just been, you know, he wasn't fit enough or something like that. Who knows? But just shows I, he's I, getting I've, the service now. So you know what I mean. Strikers yeah. thrive off that, don't they? And Absolutely. So um, yeah, I, I yeah I, I always rated him. I thought he was a good player. It was a shame that we actually didn't develop him as best we probably could have done when he came on loan to us. Um, for regular viewers, stroke listeners, my selection isn't going to surprise too many people because I've spoken about him a few times before. But I am I am going to go back a few years, and I'm going to go for a uh, for, for my ma- for my man, my mate Zabu. Uh, Oh, right. uh, <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone thought he was fucking awful. And and I didn't. I thought there was a, a genuinely good left winger for the football league in there. And and there, mm. there was there was times where he put in average to poor performances, the same as every player at this level. But there was there were times where he could um he could beat three, four men, deliver a ball, and we would score. And and I thought. I thought he was a decent player. And that's my choice. I'm sticking to it. I like Zaboob. I thought he was class. That's Zaboob. Um, the next oh. question... Oh, sorry, no. Go on. One more. Alex Gilbert. Everyone thought he was okay. I thought he was shit. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> Don't you do this to us again. We're just going to go mad. I just wanted to see his face. <laughs> 
Sorry, Rich. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Right. <laughs> I, I completely forgot about that, actually. Yeah. Rich is just... Uh, he, he's currently got his laptop open. He's just going through who he could pay to uh, have you seen off for that. <laughs> Contract on Ned's Um. Luke has sent in a couple of questions for you as well, guys. So the first one being, um, with the drawings of the new county ground circulating, which features are most important to you? And he's given examples of things like floodlights, etc. cetera. Um, he went on to say for him, personally, I would miss the floodlights most if they went, is, is his view. So Ben, with the pictures circulating, what, would, uh, what are the key features for you? Um... I think that uh, I think it's important that we keep the clock and um, if we can keep the floodlights or at least two of them anyway, because I don't think you'd be able to hold with the new town end. Um, that'd be quite important um, because it's important that we do keep the character of the ground. Um, it's soul. Um, that that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest worry that it eludes out and just becomes this soulless thing that a lot of the larger grounds are like. So that's important. Statues are good. I think it's good to recognize um what's happened in our past and whilst they're still alive as well especially john uh, john trollope and don rogers um, on that note, i don't know if anyone else saw the tweet but th there was quite an interesting one that i quite liked about how completely agree statues to resemble um key figures in our history but they seem to be focused on certain time frames at the moment and that there are players even when swindon necessarily haven't been at their best have been a big influence on what's happened around the club. And, and there was, mm -hmm. so I, I can't remember who it was, I'd have to dig the tweet out, but they were like some, some sort of STFC walk of fame with like, yeah. like, like key figures from, from town throughout various seasons. I quite yeah. like that. Well, well it, needs to, it needs to still feel like home. We need to still turn up. It needs to still feel like it's the counter ground. So that's the most important thing about it in, our, in, in, in that sense. And just to build up the atmosphere as well. And I, I, I look forward to seeing it. Okay. I, I can't wait. Oh, um, my seat, because apparently it's going now. Because uh, the uh, Don Roger uh, and the uh, my seat's one of the seats where they're going to build the box. Right. So you want uh, your seat? Yeah, I want my seat. I want to keep my seat. But you'll have your box, mate. You'll have your own box. Yeah, you'll have yeah, your exactly. own box. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 He's saying he's saying he wants his seat. He's the one that's actually put the money in for the box. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have your box, mate. Had a seat. <laughs> people bringing you um, prawn sandwiches and all sorts. You'll love it. Yeah. You'll have you'll be in you know between what? two we, boxes. I think I like, think in fairness, <laughs> in fairness, Ben, I think you've gone too far. As much as we we rip rich for being rich by name, rich by I think name, I'd have prawn sandwiches. He's Definitely not a prawn sandwich guy. No, he's not, mate. I'm only joking. I was going <laughs> to say that, but I was waiting for you. <laughs> You've got a thousand dollars sauce with it. <laughs> Warren? Didn't really know. I'd love him. Like, no, it's, it's one of those that I don't think they're going to be able, even with a new renovation, I think everyone's crying out for it. I think it's a massive thing for the club. Um, yeah, I'm just buzzing to see what it's like Ben said. I just think it's going to be amazing. Buzzing just to see it, what the club can do with it. Now we're going to get get, get it off the council and it's just going to be, it's going to be properly ours, isn't it? So I think whatever they do, like, I, I agree to leave the sentimental sort of stuff, but I think it's just a great thing to have a new era. And I just think 
yeah, do what you want with it. Let, let's get it, you know what I mean? Let's have a, I'd love the Stratton Bank to be properly used as well and stuff like that. Get a roof on that and just turn it into a proper, because you go to some grounds and it's just brilliant, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And I think we could proper make something out of this and yeah, let's go for it. Well, the bank will have home fans in when the townland's being yeah, for a season yeah. or two seasons. So yeah. that's going to be quite good. And I see what the acoustics have there. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm with Warren. I think it's, I just want to, just excited to see it all happen. If, you know, hopefully it does, you know, as per the plan. I think we can't underrate, uh, underestimate how much of an impact the hotel, conference centre, whatever is going to have. I mean, that did wonders at Reading, absolute wonders at Reading. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think that's from a from a as somebody who's I guess currently inside the club, that's so important to be able to generate. Yes, you're literally income. your your literal background picture is you in the yeah, camping ground. I'm literally, yeah, it's not. It doesn't get dark in a camping ground. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't get dark. It's those really powerful floodlights. Um, but yeah, the um, yeah, I just I'm just looking forward to us to have the biggest thing for me. I, unfortunately. As much as I like the idea of statues, that's not on the top of my priorities, unfortunately. Um, I think as long as we're not funding them, I'd like to see fundraising done for them, like I think uh, the trust are planning to do. Yeah, it. the trust, are, all the money we put into the trust, they're paying for it, for it is coming out Yeah, trust. yeah, so that, that side of it I support, but I just want it to be a little bit of a kind of money-making machine, really, because um, that's, that's, that's what's going to contribute to our future. Ned? As you can imagine, I've given this some thought. Go on, Ned. Go on, Ned. Here we go. I I'm, I mean, wait, wait. Before you do, it, I, I will only cut you off if, you, if your thought is the ground's shit and it's going to be even shitter. Absolutely not. Nowhere near. <laughs> Nowhere near. Um, so you know, all the st- all the st- all the you know things less than sort of two meters tall should be going into this museum anyway. You know, the clock. I don't think the clock should be remain there because I I would like to think that we're going to have some kind of new screen with a clock inclusive so yeah move the clock into the museum uh the dugouts into the museum maybe one of the floodlights into the museum you know (laughs) it's not the whole thing just just the actual frame (laughs) that's a a really (laughs) indictment of of swindon town's history if we're filling our museum with floodlights (laughs) we're just we're just emptying out the uh john murray building and and moving that across (laughs) to be the swindon town museum um so you know i i don't think um we should uh, keep any of the stuff i think we should just move all all of it into the museum because there's so much stuff that that means a lot to a lot of people but the one things i would keep in the ground and that's the away ends from the toilets and stuff because it's fucking disgusting and <laughs> i don't care what you know what facilities they have in fact make it as dire day as possible as far as i'm concerned so they can just keep their shitty it. broken facilities that they keep breaking because they're wankers mm. um so you know if they want away up, fans if, if they want if, if all the away fans want to come in and break our toilets then let's not ever fix our toilets because that's just a complete waste of money anyway but what i would say with this new thing i mean i love the idea of the dom rogers um you know statue whatever you want to call it um what i would like to see is like a long um you know like uh almost like a bayer tapestry type thing not made of blooming fabric obviously but just like you know like through the years you know like timeline of things that have happened over the years um you know you could you can um get some local artists to you know create a 
like a paper mache type thing and then you just cover it over in metal. I think it would look really, really good. Um, I'd also Can have... Can you go through your timeline for us, Ned? The timeline? <laughs> right, the club was created. <laughs> and then it went to the... And John Sheridan 80, took over. 86. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. 1969, the cup thing. 69. But, you know, like, all the main points, all the main points through history, you know, that the club are proud of, and um, I, I wouldn't stick the non-proud bits in there, but I would save that for the museum. But, you know, all the... What, what classes is history. a non-proud bit? We wouldn't have no. enough fabric. Oh, Mike Kelly placed a bet on Newcastle to beat Swindon. Oh, celebrate, you know, like a, a cow of him sort of going into a Labrooks. Yeah. Some real car in But, you know, I think that that would be better for me because that would probably cost the same amount as a statue. I think, you know, someone local could do that. Um, or even, you know, art students or whatever. I think they could do that. And I, I think um, it would be something for people to look at every home game because it would be you know for me it would be really cost effective way of making a a, a big thing that's that regardless that's, of what happens i'm now very excited for ned to go in as the curator of the swindon town museum because i think if he has his <laughs> way it would be one hell of a of an entertaining afternoon it would be <laughs> It would be. And I think, we should, can we get Sarah to make the bare tapestry of Swindon? And it's not going to be made of fabric, then. I just want to... She's not going to sew it, though. No. <laughs> because the thing is, it will be done, and then within a year, it'll be manky and mouldy. I'll keep it thrown away. <laughs> but, you know, I, I think, like, a long, like, sheet of metal type thing, you know, um, where it's indent the picture's indented into the, the metal, so it will stay there for... You know, many years to come. You know, have Jan Agafiotov doing that and all this sort of stuff. Um, I'd, yeah, sure, I'd love that. I'm sure it's it's no reflection of your point, but it looks like it's getting past Rich's bedtime. So I'm I'm inclined to move on to the next topic. Um, and and Luke's second question: If you can only take three players of the current squad into next season, regardless of division, which three are you taking? Good um, like it, Warren. Louis Reed, Johnny Williams, Jack Payne. Okay. That's uh, Rich? Uh, yeah, Reed, McCurdy, and I'd say, yeah, probably, <clears throat> I'd say probably Jack Payne as well. Okay. Ned? Uh, yeah, Reed, McCurdy, and Louis Barry. Okay. Ooh. Woody? Same as Ned. Okay. So you are going to agree with Ned tonight? <laughs> I'm not. I just felt a bit bad. <laughs> ben? Um, well, Reed, McCurdy and Jack Payne. However, seriously thinking about Louis... Uh, Thompson, not Louis Thompson, what's his name? From Tomlinson. one direction. <laughs> <laughs> Tomlinson. That's actually not it's, a bad shout, actually. Tomlinson. I'd probably change Payne to Tomlinson, actually. Yeah, I, I would, I, I would, I'm going to know about Tomlinson and Payne because Tomlinson's going to be some player. And JoJo. Mm, JoJo, but yeah, I'd probably add Jack Payne. See, now, now you're just talking yourselves out of free and you're going to all swap your freeze. Yeah, <laughs> there'll be no swapping. Yeah, no swapping. That's it, I'm done. 
I mean, I'm, I'm quite impressed with how quickly you all decided you're free then. I, I kind of thought that might have been a, a bit we more prob- difficult for you. We probably all got six. We just picked random three. <laughs> <laughs> I spent a long time on that one. <laughs> There's a lot of chopping and changing on that one, I can't be honest. Louis Barry was quite good. I rate Louis Barry loads. And there's people going, oh shit. You know, I do. I think, well, you, we, just you and I, when we watched the um, Warsaw game together, you know, he was amazing that set, that, that, that game. I hope we can see that Louis Barry back. I hope he plays like that consistently when we got a shout. Yeah. I, th- I think with Louis Barry, he's still got a lot to prove. So um, I, he did great against Warsaw, fantastic, you know, but um, before that, obviously a couple of the games before, you know, I just, um, it, it, he was sort of what I expected that he was going to be that player that's come in and he's, he's not going to do an awful lot, like sort of thing like that. But, you know, like I say, hopefully this injury hasn't like, you know, uh, affected him too much. Hopefully he can come back in before the end of the season. And um, see the Louis Barry that we saw against Warsaw because that's mm. what we re- that's what we really need by now. Right yeah, now we need that massively, especially if McCurdy Williams is true. So the next question for you all, and and this is we're gonna this is going to become the official um, fools rushing dictionary or thesaurus or, or something along those lines. So I've um, very um, forwardly gone with continental long ball and tried to get it into conversations all over the shop to the point that Woody is using it mainly for his own amusement, um, but it is cropping up in conversation um, in, in Ned's personal life. What is a continental long ball? Um, and then just the other day, I saw um, one of the the Sutton sort of blog podcasts uh, that, that we've spoken to in the past. They used a term, um, lots of agricultural challenges going in and I thought I like that I like the use of agricultural challenge so gentlemen <coughs> here's my question for you uh, come up with a football term along those lines that either doesn't get used enough or doesn't get used at all that, that we think should be much more in the football fans vocabulary um, I can see you all thinking about it who wants to go first Oh, it's one you need to give us like ten minutes on, isn't it? Really? Yeah, right. you, come, you can't come out with a. Can you? Can you come I back? We've got come... twelve written down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know this was a great. Come back to that one. <laughs> okay, you want to you want to come back to that one at the end? Then give give you time yeah, to think about it. Okay. Uh, one more question, then before we let Woody um, give us the uh, women's roundup for the, for this week, um, and it's about club v country, and where we all stand on the debate of. Would you rather see X do that or Y do that and, and where we stand on it? So for me, for the longest time, I, I always said I there was always a, a small part of me that said one day I will see Swindon be really, really good and get as far as the Premier League. Now, bear in mind, I've never even seen us in the championship. Um, I know Rich wouldn't have done either. Nobody, nobody has. Uh, that Ben saw us in the Premier League. I've, I've seen us oh, in the You said League. the championship. Oh, yes, because it didn't exist then. Very, very clever. Second like tier. I've seen the second tier. Um, anyway, um, so I always said I would pick seeing England win the World Cup over that because I always believe Swindon getting to the Premier League was a more realistic ambition. However, England have improved in recent years and that's meant my desire to see Swindon succeed has probably overtaken. So at what point for you guys does country overtake club? You know, what 
or, or vice versa, depending on your perspective. If I offered you Swindon in a championship over England winning the World Cup, what are you offering? If I said Swindon in the Premier League over the World Cup, which are you taking? If I said Champions League over World Cup, what are you taking, Ben? If you said Swindon was sustainable in the championship or England to win the World Cup, I'd take the championship. Um, I wouldn't have always had that decision. I want to see England win a World I think I will see England win a World Cup or a major honour before I die. I like to think so. But, um, yeah, I'd love to see just that. He's looking at the clock, way. though, isn't he? Yeah. Ben was looking at the clock as he said that. I've got about 35 to 40 years left. So, you know, I'm open. That's not what Sarah tells us. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's just because I've seen Swindon play second tier and I took that for granted back then and I'd just love to see it again. Really would. I miss it. Okay. So... Anything below sustainable in the championship? Are you picking England? England, any, but yeah, League One. If you say League One or England win the World Cup, England win the World Cup because oh, I want to see it before I die. Okay, uh, Woody. Uh, I just, I'd love to see England win the World Cup. Um, for me, Swindon will always be a club, whether we're sustainable in whatever division or whatever. For me, definitely England to win the World Cup on that. Okay, so, so the opposite for you then. At what point? What would I have to offer you? to take England winning the World Cup? Or is there nothing? Just England winning the World Cup is the thing you want to witness? I don't think there is anything because I don't think maybe people realise the impact of England winning a World Cup would actually have on English football teams. Um, It would be massive. Um, You know, we saw what it did when we got to the final. We saw, uh, you know, in semi-finals and things like that. We see what it does to the country then. You wait until you see the country if we win a World Cup. Um, I think I think now it's kind of over the next 10 years or never, but it's... Um, yeah, we said that during the golden generation, though. Yeah, I true. I didn't, I didn't, FYI. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the, um, yeah, I, yeah, sorry, it's, it's, it's always going to be, because Swindon will always be, you know, I'll support Swindon whether they're non-league, you know, not that we ever will be. So for me, it's, it's, it's England winning the World Cup. Okay. Ned? I'm rushed. I'm... You know, I uh, England winning the World Cup is great for a night on the piss, but that's about it for me. I, I, I really could be a summer on the piss. I'd rather I'd rather see England win all the under eighteen, under nineteen, under twenty ones because that's going to show that we're going to have really, really good players coming through. Uh, no, I disagree because we've done yeah, that I recently. Disagree. I disagree. With that. Yeah, but. We've had some unbelievable players come through, haven't we? You know, in the last few years, you've mm. got to be honest and with yourselves there. What have they done? What do you mean, what have they done? Well, they haven't, they haven't won the World Cup, have they? Oh, who gives a... I Euros. just told you I don't give a shit about the World Cup. I'm, I'm talking about players... <laughs> he wants you to bring these players through. Like, but they're not going to do anything. Then who gives point? a shit about the World Cup? I mean, it's it's, it's great for a night on the piss. To, to be, but let's to, be honest, who cares? To be fair, Ned, I support Ireland anyway, so I don't really care, but... Yeah, but the question is... which is club v country, so you can base it on Ireland. This is what I was just going to say. So, I mean... Um, Winning the Nations I, I, League. I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't think we've got any issues. Uh, Ireland Qualifying. Uh, winning a major trophy at any point. So, um, I would stick with uh, Swindon. So Okay, so so for both of you then, what would I... So, Ned, you've, you've made it perfectly clear. You don't care about the World no, Cup I, as such. I, as I said, it's, it's all about the players coming through. And then 
showing something in the Premier League. But does that... For me, that's, that's, that's more important. That's but, more what I care about. Okay, Tottenham so beating Rochdale. In terms of that, I'd rather see that than England win the World Cup. Okay, so in terms of that, though, is that at every level? So if I offered you Swindon winning League Two or England winning the World Cup, are you saying Swindon to win League Two? It, 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 England winning the World Cup doesn't affect me. So if it means one or the other, I'll take Swindon winning the league any any day of the week. Okay, fair enough. I, I, honest, I don't, honestly, I don't really No, I know a lot of people who, who are really disconnected from international football. So it's interesting. It does not make a difference in my life whatsoever. If, you know, watching England playing friendlies, couldn't care less. I, That's true. Just... It's just it's just a waste of a weekend when Swindon can't play another game or watch um, Premier, you know, match the day at you know ten or ten fifteen or whatever it is. On, I I couldn't care less about international football. But just just to be devil's advocate, I know I, I get the opinions on international football, but in order for our under 17s 21s and all of that to progress, we need the first team to be doing well. So surely to win a World Cup. Would plow would allow the FA or permit the FA to want to plow more money into the lower league, therefore producing uh, sorry not lower league lower, uh, lower age groups, therefore producing better players for us to eventually watch in the Premier League. I mean, you look at the young you you make a great point about players coming through, but the England Under Seventeen World Cup winning squad only four of them are playing lower higher in the top tier of of English football or any other football. But we so, are supplying the German league. <laughs> <laughs> like crazy. <laughs> no, I but yeah, that's... yeah. It's no, I, I, I do get the, I do get the kind of disconnect from international. I do get that point. I do, I, I, because even I sometimes watch. I, do, I don't bother with all the friendlies, but I just think that from a, from a background of the FA, from a coaching point of view, from a thingy point of view, winning the World Cup would have such an emphasis on, on so much as, as it does in, in so. There's a reason why. Brazil's, Italy's, Germany's, things like that. They win multiple World Cups because they win a World Cup. The country get interested. They pile money in. They win another World Cup. And it's um, yeah. It's but is it no? I get. I get. I do get the disconnected point. Okay, so Rich, sim- similar for you. Then, at what point would Ireland success overtake Swindon's success for you? I mean, if they ever did win an honour, a major honour, then all day long. But I think we all know that's not going to happen. So, um, Greece did. Greece did. Yeah, fair, fair point. Yeah, fair point. Um, no one ever said Leicester would win the Premier League. No, like, look, listen. I mean, I think from a realistic point of view, I think obviously. No, this isn't the, realistic, Rich. This all is right, okay, then. Well, yeah, no. Obviously, if they want fantasy a major football, honor, if if they want to, if they want a major honor, then obviously, yeah, I, it's very difficult. I any any major honor that Swindon win is always a fantastic success. Obviously, I follow them up and down the country. Yeah. Um, so, but also I do try and make the effort whenever I can do to go over to Ireland and watch, watch the Ireland game. So, um, you know, it's, 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 it is very difficult and it's something I'll probably stick to on a neutral basis. The fact that actually I think both, both have as much impact uh, of me watching football. Um okay than ever so you know Warren uh, I'm with Woody I, I love Swindon Town I'll always love Swindon Town whether they're League 2 Championship Premier League don't get me wrong it would be fantastic wouldn't it but you just the atmosphere that the World Cup creates or a Euro competition when we're play, when we're going far into the tournament it, it just don't remember. it brings what you've got to remember as well is it brings everyone together in football 
because you can be a fan of Swindon, you could be a fan of Oxford, you could be a fan of Manchester United, City, wherever you want to do. Do you know what I mean? It just brings everyone together because everyone gets behind it. You you go down the the atmosphere is just amazing, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? And don't get me wrong, I've had some great atmospheres at Swindon games, but for me, like some of the World Cup games or the Euros, and it would just be the pinnacle, I think, personally. And that is the pinnacle of football, the World Cup. It, it's the top of the top of the top. And you can, yeah, the World Cup is, then we've got to do it. And okay. yeah. No, excellent. Um, Woody, uh, uh, an update on women's football, if, if you can, please, from, from this last weekend. Yeah, so minor 16s progressed into the final of the Wiltshire League Cup. Um, we beat Marlborough. I won't say the scoreline, um, but um, it was a convincing win. Um, and our development team lost 5-2 to the team they beat 3-2 last week. Um, a shining glimmer for me on that one because one of my under-16s made her debut and scored, um, which is which is awesome. Um, and then the first team, I went down there as well, and they played pool. Lovely day of football it was, um, and they won three 0 So um, yeah, it's, uh, I think it's, it's it's wrapping up nicely now. Um, for, you know, the development team is going to be a good league to watch because that is a that's a tight league. Um, it is pretty much going to be between the top three, really. Um, probably the top two more, which would be Swindon and Warminster, and they still got to play each other again. Um, so quite a Quite an interesting running um, this weekend. No senior football, if I remember rightly. Um, my lot have Marlborough again, bless them, um, for the fourth time this season um, in the league. Whilst we try and just finish off the games that we've got left. Oh, well, excellent! Congratulations to uh, well, firstly to, to the young lady who made her debut for the development squad. Um, congratulations on that, and and well done on your result and getting to the final as well, Woody. Uh, Look forward to hearing how how that progresses over the next couple of weeks, um, gents. It's, it's been a a bumper episode, um, lots to discuss. But did anyone come up with any terms we should be adding to our match day vocabulary? No, devilish skullduggery, <laughs> which is the I dark can't. arts. <laughs> I can't follow that. <laughs> I feel like I was just sat there thinking like any terminology, like not necessarily common terminology, but terminologies that I might use yeah. as well. So I use a terminology called the hook tackle. And the hook tackle is when a player wins the ball, but also keeps control and carries possession as well. Yeah, I can picture that actually. That hook tackle is good. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because whenever I say it, I naturally it comes to my mind. So whenever I say it in training or in a match and I'm talking to players about improving their hook tackle and they're just like, you're fucking what? <laughs> like, when you got a 15 year old hook, hook and it bends around what? the ball when you... Yeah, got it. Yeah, yeah. It. And that's why I called it. And it's it's not a... I don't think it's a well-known saying at all. I don't know where I picked her from, but it's just one that I've always used that because you can always get your defender. I always say, yeah, you're really good. You're a traditional defender. You know, you can rely on you on a one-on-one. Um, but like I said to one of my defenders, who's really good at the, the hook tackle. Um, I said, oh, yeah, you're really good at that kind of hook tackle. You always have possession after you've won the ball back and stuff like that. So that's probably my No, I like that. Doesn't, hook doesn't tackle will definitely be added. And, and sorry, let me just make sure I got it right, Ned. Devilish skullduggery. Yes. The I can't believe you nicked mine, Ned. <laughs> <laughs> um, ben couldn't come up with any Warren did you I'm still come up with one? 
No, I was trying to look, think back to my like Sunday league days where you just, it was just brilliant when it's some of the stuff you hear, but I, I'd probably need it for another night and I'd probably remember loads of them by next time. But okay. some of the phrases that come out of Sunday league football is just still brilliant. Still nil nil. Still nil nil. <laughs> still nil nil. You're still in this. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, just some of the phrases were just. That'd be for another day, I think, and I'll remember loads of them, but none of them spring to mind. Well, well obviously, uh, a lot of these questions we'll be offering out over the week on, on social media anyway, so if you do think of any, then then by all means let us know. Finally, yeah. Rich, did you could you think of any to, to add to the match day list? Oh, mate, it's too late. I can't even think I of I knew it was past your bedtime. <laughs> it's way past. He's got a mass exam in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Is his mass exam count in his bank balance? Was has got to have some, because I, I remember, obviously, I watched your team a few times in I was there, and like, I, your halftime team talks were the most passionate halftime Sunday league team talks I've ever seen. So I was inspirational. In there. <laughs> I've, got, I've definitely got some. I've got to go back to the videos, I think, because I was videoed a few times doing it. Some of the lads were trying to stitch me up, or people. More importantly, if anyone's got got these videos of of Warren doing halftime motivational team talks, I want to watch these videos. Yeah, I'll try and I'll try and dig them out the archives. It was some years ago, but yeah, I did take it proper seriously. But that's the only way to do it for me. I just wanted to win, whether it's Sunday League or what. Yeah, I absolutely loved it. Yeah. Uh, Now I know there's a. a I've I've got one by the way. Oh. Oh, uh, no, it's uh, it's a page. It literally, <laughs> you just made me think of it, actually, Warren. But um, inspirational, Neil Warnock. You've got to fucking die and get three points. <laughs> yeah, love that. I love that. That's one of the best speeches. Yeah. Superb way to close. Listen, I know there's quite a few of the uh, the, the panellists, the regular panellists heading up to Rochdale. So have a, have a great afternoon. Um, bring back the points, of course. And uh, if you've watched it, if you've listened to this, thank you very much. Thank you for all the feedback that, that we've been getting in recent weeks. Thank you for the constant submissions of questions and comments. We really appreciate that as well. And again, I, I don't feel like I've said it for a few weeks, but if you'd like to join the panel, then by all means, get in touch. And, uh, and we would love to have you uh, join the crew. Um, but from me and from the rest of the guys, until next time. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>